Thank you, Lord. Well, what have we been talking about on Friday nights? Are you getting tired of it yet? I'm not, so, and the Lord's not. <laughs> the Lord keeps giving me one more prayer, right? And so as long as he says talk about prayer, and I think it's not just talking about prayer. I think because we're, we're studying prayer and, and learning more, and, and it causes us to remember maybe some of the things we forgot about prayer, and then it causes us to know some of the things that we never got a hold of in prayer. It wasn't that it wasn't there. We just didn't get a hold of it, and we didn't grasp the value of it. And so sometimes that would keep you back from praying or maybe make prayer less uh, uh, passionate to you, if you will. And prayer, uh, it's, a, it's, it's, it's the door opener to the power of God. Any need in your life, it's what opens the door to the power of God. He's told us to ask. You know, I get people all the time, they say, they say, quote that verse, they say, well, God knows what you need before you ask Him. But He still said ask Him, didn't He? He said, I know what you need before you ask me. But He didn't say, so don't ask me. Right? Because asking Him is necessary. Um, why? Because... First of all, he said so. If you didn't need another reason, he said to ask. But, but you know, it would be prideful and arrogant to think, well, God will just take care of me, right? But he wants us to be a part. If you ask, well, how do you ask? In faith. He's a faith God. Asking requires faith. It's not just that you ask. It's that you ask in faith. It, you know, because you could ask. We have, in fact, is I've done it. I've asked lots of things, right? <laughs> Haven't you guys? But you didn't ask in faith. You just you asked in wish, right? Lord, if you could just give me this, if you could just give me that. Lord, I'd like to have this. Lord, I'd like to have that. You know, he's not Santa Claus, if you will. Santa Claus ain't real. That's why he ain't. Oops. If you told your kid that, you lied anyway, so you're in trouble. Thank you, Lord. He, he's a good God, and he does things in a good way. Everything he does is designed not only to get us what we've asked for, but to take us to a higher place when we receive it. Everything that he does, he, he's doing a full work to, to accomplish it. And when we pray, he, when he, and, and he talks about, I mean, obviously we've looked at a lot of verses on prayer, a lot of different things, but when we pray, he's actually taking us and using us to do things in the kingdom of God that other people aren't getting to be a part of. He's doing things in the earth that, that people don't even know. That, they'll, that One day we'll all get to heaven and he'll show us all the things that were done while we were here because we prayed. Unfortunately, he might show us the things that weren't done because we didn't pray. Amen? Great things are accomplished through prayer. Great things are missed out on for lack of prayer. Amen? And, and it's, it's important that we realize, you know, if we, if we truly believe in something. I remember years and years ago was, I was looking at the tithing verses and we had just begun really tithing. <laughs> you guys ever not really tithe and you called it tithing? Yeah. We began really tithing. I began to look at the verses and I thought, man, if we really believed just this verse, would you really need it? I mean, you're going to tithe and he's going to open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you can't receive, what, what else do you need? If you just believe that verse, 
And see, that, that's the thing about prayer. When he says things like, ask, if, if, you, if, you, if this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have those things. And, and if we just knew that in prayer, if we just knew that one verse, and we knew it so good that, that we refused to let go of it because we knew that he heard us, we absolutely knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, and we would not let go of it. I remember when I was in the fourth grade, we had a, a substitute teacher come in one day. And she said, I'm going to teach you something today that you're never going to forget. And she started teaching us 7 plus 8 is 15. She taught us 8 plus 7 is 15. 7 plus 8 is 15. And she kept going, and you know I've never forgot it. I've never forgot it. But why? Because she made it that important that she, she stuck on it. And, and you know, it's, it's a simple thing that, you, that we're talking about. But when we talk about prayer, if we'll begin to, to grow up in it and begin to come to the levels that he's looking for, that, that he's saying, I'm going to bring you here so that when you pray, walls are shaken, that, that right nations are changed, people's lives are affected. We've been too content to pray, and if nothing happens, say, mm, you know, maybe that's just not the way it was. That's not okay. God didn't say pray and see if it'll happen. That's not what prayer was designed to do. And we've taken prayer and we've put it in that box to where we pray to see if it'll happen. Not pray knowing it will happen. Pray to see if it will. It's kind of like saying, I'm believing, now let's see if it happens. If you're believing, you don't have to see if it happens. You're believing. Right? In in your heart, it already happened. And and if we're praying and we're praying in faith, then we're not waiting to see if there's an answer. We know the answer came before we prayed. Why? He he knew what you need before you you ask. Right? He'd already made provision for it before you ask according to the will of God. And if we ask anything according to his will, we know that he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have those things that we've asked of him. Amen? Asking is important. Everything we've talked about to this point, I think, has brought us to a higher level. It has me. And and I'm hoping that it has you guys. Because we all have a part. If you're part of this church, part of this ministry, part of this body, uh, a partner with this ministry... You have a part, and every part is important. And we, God, is, God has put everybody in this ministry that's necessary for it to function at 100% on every level, in prayer, right, in ministry, in service, every part. There's not one part he's missed out on, but you still have to do your part, right? And we, and we have to do our part. And prayer is one of our parts. But did you also know that within prayer, we all have a part? Amen? There's a time where we could all be praying. Okay, I'll give you a good for instance. We we pray about week of increase. I could be praying and you could be praying, but we're praying about the same thing, but we're thinking on a different level. Why? Because we're different parts of the body. We're different parts of the prayer body, right? There's a harmony that we're supposed to have that when we come together every part's covered. Amen? Every part begins to get covered. Look at Psalm 133. We'll get some scripture. 
Because once I start talking, I just talk, I just talk. I'm telling you, the Lord's good. I don't even, I don't plan any of that. It just happens. We better make sure it's the Lord, huh? We don't want to just say, no, it's, a, it's good. It's good and it's God. Psalm 133, it starts, says, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Now, unity doesn't just mean in the same place. It means of the same mind, of the same heart, doing the same thing. Uh, uh, purpose is to accomplish the same, th- same thing. Amen? That's unity. And God said how good and pleasant it is when, when His people dwell together that way. Why? Because He can accomplish so much. Right? If, if, when, we, when, when there's strife and turmoil and this side of the church ain't talking to that side of the church and, and they don't believe what they believe and they don't like them anymore and they offended them, it, it's very difficult for Him to get anything done. Because one, one thing, the first thing that happens is everybody gets out of place. Right? Because they're trying, you know, if I'm worrying about your place in the body of Christ, then I'm probably not doing mine. Right? If you were in a choir and you were always trying to sing somebody else's part, then it probably wouldn't work out good, right? It wouldn't be very harmonious, would it? Yes. But, but what if you were trying to sing two different songs? Right? That, that wouldn't work good. Well, in the body of Christ, when, when we are designed to work together in unity, unity doesn't just mean you all believe the same thing. We all believe it so much that I'm going to do my part to make sure we get there. And if everybody has that same heart, if everybody, if everybody in the place, their heart was, I'm going to do my part, we all just got in unity. We're all in unity immediately. Why? Because our, our heart is to do our part. That's, that's unity, right? If everybody in here is saying and, and, and desiring the same thing, you just got in unity. And, and that's what he said. He said, when you're in that kind of unity, it's like ointment flowing down over Aaron's beard. Who was Aaron? He was the head at that point. It started at the head, and it went all the way to the feet. There, there was an anointing that started at the head. And see, if, we're, if, if Brother Moore's doing his part, right, Mrs. Moore's doing her part, we already know Jesus is anointed, right, the head of the church. So it starts there, and it starts flowing down. And then, if I'm doing my part, I'm right here too. I'm, I'm under the oil, right? Kim's doing her part. All you guys are doing your part. But then we get somebody that says, I want to do their part, and they come over here. Well, now they've messed it up. You ever, ever poured water over something? You ever seen those waterfalls where they come down, and they, it looks like they've a sheet of glass, but then you stick your finger in it, and the sheet of glass is no longer a sheet of glass? That's what it is when somebody wants their, another part. Unity is doing our part. It's not, it's not needing another part because every part of the body of Christ is, in point, is important. In prayer, every part of prayer, every person praying, their heart is important because they see something that I don't see. They, they, they know something that I don't know. I know something they don't know, but we put them all together and we got them both covered. Amen? I'm not saying praying pr- different prayers. I'm saying pray different pray one direction for the whole thing but pray out every direction every part you know my fingers not doing the same thing as my foot right now but we're working together aren't we amen and 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 as long as we're doing that we're accomplishing that prayer is the same way prayer prayer needs to be done in that manner there are so many things that god's designed us to do together that if we would do them we would see the full benefit of them 
Think, think about the prayer we're praying in Ephesians, the one in Ephesians 3, in, in 3.18. Just that verse out of that prayer. It says, that he's pray that we may be able to comprehend with all the saints. What's he saying? He's saying, I don't want you just to comprehend it. I want you to comprehend it together. I want all the saints to comprehend the width, breadth, height, depth of my love. Think how much greater the value of that is if we all comprehend it together, right? If I don't have somebody, everybody's saying, man, that love is something. And somebody over there and says, I really don't know. They just stuck their finger in the waterfall, right? But what, what he's saying is, I want, I want that. And what, that's why it's a prayer for the church. I want you to comprehend this with all the saints. I want you to comprehend this with every person that you're around, how much God loves you. How, how expansive this love is, how, how far it reaches, how far, how far it'll go, how far it came from to get there. I want you to know the love of God that saved you, that made you free, that healed you. And what he's saying is, I don't just want one, I don't just want one Christian to know it, I want them all to know it. Amen? And as they all know it, the knowledge of that working together... That, that's when you start saving the world. Why? Because he sees, everybody that sees the church sees the goodness of God. They don't see anything else. They don't see somebody whining. They don't see somebody complaining. They only see somebody with the knowledge of the love of God. And when you get that knowledge, the biggest knowledge you get is how much he loves other people. Right? Not just you. Other people. How great is that love? But, but that's one of those things that he, he desires us to grab hold of together. Philippians 1, verse 27. I just want to look at a few things that God desires us to do together. To do, and by, by together, I don't mean just in a group, but to do as one. The word together, so, so many times, it, it, means, it means united. It means believing the same thing, going the same direction, uh, co-spirited, if you will. Does that make sense to you guys? You guys are quiet tonight. Makes it easy to talk. Yeah, remember, I did Bible studies in a, a denominational church. It ain't going to bother me at all. Thank you, Lord. Did them for years. Philippians 1, 27 says, Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Jesus Christ, that whether I come to see you or else be absent, that I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit. What's he saying? I want you to stand fast the same way. One spirit. I want you to stand fast, everybody doing his part. You're not just standing in the same place. You're standing in the same place, believing the same thing, and everybody's doing their part to make this happen. Amen? And, and, and he says, stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. So, so what he's saying is I want you to always be striving as one. And, and again, as one, you know, it doesn't mean everybody can be up here preaching. Striving together as one means sometimes you pray for the guy preaching. Sometimes you serve the, the church. Sometimes you listen. Sometimes it, it, whatever God tells us to do, there's so many parts. The church is made up of so many parts, so many bodies. But, but when we're striving together, all parts are covered. 
Because why? Because we're striving together. You're doing, you're, you're, you're focusing on getting your part done to make this work. And when we pray, that's what, that's what I'm trying to say, is when we pray, as we pray, especially when you're praying in the Spirit, it, God's covering it. Why? Because we're all praying. We're all praying. Remember on the day of Pentecost when they were all praying? How, how many nations were represented there in the tongues that were spoken? Said all. Every tongue that was there was represented. So what did they do? They, they covered every nation in prayer, praying the same thing from different languages. They were striving together to pray that day in the Holy Spirit and accomplish that. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us already. I like it. I like it a lot. And in, in praying together, there's so many other parts of it, but I want to go... I want to go to the prayer of agreement just for a short time because the prayer of agreement, yes, you can use it in the church. Uh, you can, we can agree together as to touching something and it's good. But, it, but it's also for two people. You know, it's for two people that would agree. <laughs> now, in the world today, right, people say, oh, I just agree with them. Do you? Do you? That, that's what you got to know. Will this person agree with me? It's not just because that word agreement isn't just for somebody that says yes. That's somebody that's willing to stand in faith with what they're believing for. They're willing to stand in faith until they see them receive exactly what they just agreed together for them to receive. And, and, it, and it's a bigger thing than so many times we made it with, yeah, I'll agree with you. Sure, well, I'll agree with you. Oh, I'll agree with you too. You know, you have people say, well, you agree with me, and you say yes before you even hear what you're going to agree. They, they could say that I'll be a billionaire by tomorrow, and you know you don't have faith for that, right? Because why do they need to be a billionaire tomorrow? Could they handle it? It would be like getting an airplane with no pilot's license, right? It's just a big expense at that point, right? Thank you, Lord. Look at Matthew 18. Verse 19. It says, Again, I say unto you that if, in, if two of you shall agree, that word agree means to be in, har- be in harmony agreeing. In other words, be on the same page, be, be agreeing on the same thing, with the same heart. It, it's a bigger deal than you think. But, but if you're doing it, then, then you'll know you're doing it. Why? Because... The thing you agreed on is coming to pass because you refuse to let it go. Um, it says, it says if, if any two shall agree, be in harmony agreeing, on this earth as to touching anything. Look at that in the uh, Young's Literal real quick. Because, you know, the first time I heard that, you know, if any two of you agree as to touching something, I was like, so we got to touch something? You know, because that's kind of a King James word. You know, what are we touching here? But the word literally means concern, if any two of you agree on earth concerning anything, Whatever they may ask, it shall be done unto them for my Father who is in heaven. Now, remember, he's talking to godly people. You know, people say, well, I can just agree on anything. Well, you can't because if it's not the will of God, you won't be able to be in faith on it. Right? You'd have to have Scripture to agree on it, and then, and then you've got the Scripture that you can agree. Right? If, if you want to agree with somebody as to touching your healing, for instance, you've got a Scripture for the healing. Now you've got a Scripture for somebody to agree with you. you got a Scripture. Amen? Got to have Scripture. It says, and I'll go back to King James. It says, If any two of you shall agree 
on earth as to touching anything they shall ask. It shall be done, done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together, again, gathered together. Yeah, look at how many times the word agreement and the word together and the word accord and one and all those things begin to hook up because they're all in the same part. They're all, they're all a part of unity. They're all a part of harmony. They're all a part, you know, it's just like I was saying, harmony is not just all of them singing. Like if you guys were all singing, would you say that's harmony? No, it's all of you singing your part, right? And, and that's, that's what God's looking for in the body of Christ. He's looking for us to pray tonight. And as we all pray in our part, amen, and we do our part within the body of Christ with, with, within, in this group tonight, and, and we pray about the things that God's told us to pray about, which we'll get to later, then we do our part, then it's, it's harmonious prayer. How about that? Harmonious. Whew. Doggone right. Got a plaque on my desk that says, Professor. Uh-huh. But that's, that's, that is something that the harmonious prayer is the same kind of prayer that they had in the book of Acts when walls shook. Right? When, 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 when people began to get healed, when things began to change, when, when, when people got saved in, in, in the masses. That, that was the kind of prayer that was going out. It wasn't just people praying. It was with one voice they prayed. It was with one voice. They, they, they came out with one voice. That's harmony. When, when you have one song and you're singing with one voice, everybody's singing their part, everybody's playing the right music, and it sounds exactly like it's supposed to sound, and it covers every part. Amen? And when we, when we react in harmony, when we pray in harmony, when we, when we pray in agreement with two, that, that harmony has to be there. If two are in agreement, that harmony has to be there. That unity needs to be there. And, and it says where if two or three are gathered together, assembled in union would be a good way, an English way of putting that. When, when two or three are assembled in union, in unity, together, there I am in the midst of them. And, and that's, that's one of the things we always want to have a part in. We want to know that we're assembled together in unity. So when we come in here and, and we know we're talking about prayer we're, or if we're singing a song, you don't want to just sing a song to edify you. You want to sing a song that will edify the church, right? You want to sing loud and strong and, 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 and make it pleasing to the Lord. Make a sound that is pleasing to the Lord. And, and, and do it in such a way that your heart is knit with every heart in the place. If we came in and started doing that, instead of, instead of sleeping in, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm the worst, I get up one second before I know I can get to here just in the time I'm supposed to be here. I mean, I'll watch the clock. And when it flips that last number, I'm like, oh, i got to get up. And I'll get up. Amen. <laughs> but what if, what if I got ready? What if, what if I got ready? What if I got up a little bit early and I began to worship God? And I, and I began to, to get my flesh under, right, instead of waiting until I get here to get my flesh under, right? Because you don't want to wait until you get to church to get your flesh under because the first person you see might irritate you. Your flesh will just jump out at them. Yeah, you don't want to wait on that, right? Yeah. Your first answer can be the right answer, but it could be the wrong answer too, Right? So, so if we don't wait on all that, 
And we prepare, what, to be harmonious, to be in harmony and unity with our brother. Why? Because it's pleasant and good. It creates an atmosphere where the anointing can fall exactly the way it's supposed to. Amen? You ever seen anybody golf in here? I do. Well, not very much anymore. But when, when, when certain times of year you get the do. And if you're the first one out on the course and you look all the way down the course, it looks like a field of dew. But then you see one person walked across and you can see their feet. But that's what that's anointing. It's like the dew that falls and it covers everything. That, that's how pleasant it is. Amen? And when we pray, that's what we do. We cover everything. What, what, what do we want to miss in prayer? What, what, what do you want not to happen at Week of Increase that God wants? Anything? Is there one thing in this coming week or even tonight that, that God wants that, ah, you know, I don't feel like doing my part? Right? Everybody, if you knew not doing your part was going to keep God from doing one thing, you wouldn't not do your part. Right? Let's do our part. Let's stand up and sing our part. Let's stand up and pray our part. Amen? And, and if, you're, if you're agreeing with somebody, in fact, I'll read you a story on agreement just because it's a good story. Brother Hagen, I love him. I never met him, never got to hear him speak, but I, I sat and listened to him again today on a different prayer subject. And he's, he's a, he was a man of God. He is a man of God. Man. And, and he left his ministry here in the earth, for, and, and, and there's still people gleaning off of it every day, new and greater things. Amen? And I'm so thankful for it. And, and he used other ministers that were beyond him. The fact is, this story is about uh, George Truett, Dr. George Truett, actually. It says, uh, ooh, it says this letter is small. says, now you, you begin to teach things like this. And he's talking about teaching the uh, prayer of agreement. And it almost sounds far-fetched to some people. And, you know, that's one thing he said earlier in this chapter. He said some people would, would rather side against the Word of God because they, they can't make it happen. You can't make it happen. But by faith it can happen. Amen? And one of the things he said that was so good and it's so simple, he said side with the Word of God. He said, it doesn't matter what you think, side with the Word of God. Amen? He said, <clears throat> he said uh, but I was in the office of a minister some time ago, and I saw on the table a book of sermons by Dr. George Truett, who for so many years was a pastor of the First Baptist Church in Dallas. That, right, that, that just got a bunch of people right there, didn't it? Uh-huh. This book, this book had 12 of his sermons, all of which were on faith. They sounded just like what I'm teaching. He even tells, the, tells about healing. He brings out the fact that God can do any kind of miracle even today. In one chapter, he brought out the idea of agreeing. He told, he told how when he was going to college in the seminary in the summertime, he would go out and hold revivals. He was single. He was out in, the West, in West Texas one time preaching under a brush arbor. He brought out the fact that they had an altar bench where people could come and kneel and pray. Altar bench. He said, and I'm, this is really small because I'm losing my place. He said, he said that he preached his first sermon and there came a big rancher who was about six foot six inches and he, who had on cowboy boots. He came and asked Truett if he believed the Bible. Truett said he surely did. 
He asked him if he believed the New Testament. Truett answered he did. He asked him if he believed everything that was in it. Truett said that he surely did. He asked him if he believed Matthew 18, 19. Truett said he didn't know what, what it said, but whatever, but whatever it's, it was, uh, he believed it. You see, we're all sure, we, and this is Brother Hagin talking, you see, we're all sure we believe it, but you have to act on it to get results. So he said that he believed it. This fellow told him then what it was. The rancher told him that he was, he was the first preacher they'd ever had who believed it. He said that he wanted him, he said, he, he said that he wanted Truett to agree with him that his ranch foreman and family would be saved the next night. He said he would see, he would see to it that he was in church. Well, Dr. Truett said that he would agree. He said, then that, he said then that this big fellow reached out, grabbed his hand, and shook it and said, Lord, thank God I finally found someone to agree with me. I've been looking for someone for years. This little preacher and me, <laughs> must have been a big man, <clears throat> this little preacher and me agree that John Compton and his wife and family are going to be saved tomorrow night. He had told the Lord also about the scripture that they were going to stand upon. Dr. Truett said, so see... Now, I want you to think about something so we don't get off on this. Remember the lady with the issue of blood. She said, I know in my heart if I just do this. So in other words, he had, a, he had an unction from the Holy Ghost that if he could get somebody to agree, he could bring in these people and they could be saved. Now, don't, that doesn't take away their free will. They could have walked out of there unsaved. It would have been difficult, but they could have. Amen? And then he said then, that's big, okay, Rich, uh, he, told, he told the Lord about the scripture that they were going to stand upon. Dr. Truett said that he went home and could hardly sleep. He had to agree with him. He said that he had, he had thought otherwise, but he knew that he had to agree that it would happen. Why do you know that? Because he knew that he had to stay in faith and agree with him for this to happen. Again, he made it important to him. He, he became a good partner to the agreement. If you're going to agree with somebody in prayer, you need to be a good partner to that agreement. Because if you're not a good partner to that agreement, it will nullify it. And that's why this rancher said, finally, somebody that would agree. And so he held tight to this. He said he had an awful battle with his mind. The devil was trying to talk him out of it. He said that they went out the next night to the meeting and he looked around and didn't see the rancher, much less anyone else knew. He thought they weren't coming. Finally, when they were singing... There came the big rancher, and behind him was the man and wife and three children. He figured that this must be the man they had agreed upon. He said that he preached right to him, really gave him the works. When they began to sing the invitation, he made a call, but he just couldn't move him. Finally, he told the Lord he'd done all he could do. He, he, he said that he was going to sing one more verse and then turn it over to him. They sang one more verse, and the oldest child, who looked about 13, came down, knelt at the altar, and then one of the other children followed. Finally, all three, all three were down at the altar. Then the mother came, and finally the dad came and knelt. Dr. Truett said that when the service was over, the rancher came to him and told him that he knew if he could find someone to agree with him, it would work. He said, he said that the rancher grabbed hold of his hand, nearly squeezed him off. He told the preacher then to agree with him about his neighbor. 
Truett <laughs> said after all this, if that rancher had asked him to agree with him for the, for the sun, that the sun would rise in the west, he would have agreed. <laughs> he was ready for anything. He said he was young and didn't know any better. He said, he, said, he said that we get our heads educated at the expense of our hearts, but the simple people just believe God's word and receive results from it every time. Amen? And, and see, that's one of those things that we need to always look at in, when, when we're praying with somebody. If you're going to be a good partner, a good co, co-spirit with them, if you're going to be in harmony with them, then you want to hold true to your part. You told them you would agree. They, this, the rancher prayed. Dr. Truett didn't pray. The rancher prayed. Dr. Truett agreed with his prayer. Amen? And, and in doing so, he refused no matter what the devil was trying. It would have been easy to compromise your way out of that. Right? I mean, Lord, I don't even know. I don't know the man. I don't know the rancher. I don't know the people. I don't know what they've got going on. I don't know what they believe. You could, you could have done a thousand things. Or you could have just trusted God. And what's what? And these, these, this family. It wasn't just this family; it's changed forever. This was back, and I think it said 1937 or something like that. It was old. And so, how many how many generations did that affect for the kingdom of God? Amen. And, and so, we we need to realize that our prayer of agreement means so much more than than just than than us just saying, "Yeah, I'll agree with you." It's not, "Yeah, I'll agree with you." What up? What are we agreeing about? Amen. And are you going to be a partner to the agreement? Are you going to be a, 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 I'm trying to think of a better word for it, but that's really what it's about. Are you going to be in harmony? Are you going to become one with the prayer? Amen? Because it is so important that we don't let go of these things. The word agreement is a very, very strong word. It's not, it's not just a word that's to be played around with, you know, and you say, I'm agreeing, I'm agreeing, I agree, I agree. You hear it all over the place. It's, it's like believing. You know, people people just taking that word and said, I'm believing, I'm believing. Are you? What are you believing? Or have you believed? Because we, we get to where we throw words around and, and agreement seems to be one of those words. If we're in agreement, then we're acting together as one to accomplish something that we've asked for, that, that we know is the will of God. I mean, we knew they knew it was the will of God for this man and his family to be prayed, to be saved, so they didn't have to worry about that, Right? But that word agreement is a very, very strong word. And, and when we begin to be assembled in union, agreeing together, then, then we're, we're doing something. Well, it's the very same word um, Ananias and Sapphira believe they agreed together in, in Acts 5, right? You guys know the story, right? He sold the land, kept back part of it, went to Peter, gave the money, and he gave the money, and... Peter knew he, get, he knew what he did, right? And he said, is this what you got? And he said, yep, that's what I got. And he said, why have you tempted? Why have you lied to the Holy Spirit? Didn't lie, lie, didn't lie, weren't lying to Peter, right? Weren't lying to Peter. But, but the bad part comes is if you're going to partner with somebody, you want to make sure they're agreeing in the right things, right? His wife partnered with him. She partnered with her husband. She became a part of this thing. And by becoming a part, that's why you don't just say, I'll agree. What are we agreeing on? What's the scripture we got to back it? And, and then, then, then we know that it's the Lord's will. 
We're not just agreeing. Amen? You know, that, that's what I think if, if we pick anything up that's really important about prayer is that prayer is more than just saying words to appease somebody that, that asks you to pray with them. Agreeing with somebody is more than just saying, yeah, I'll agree, to make somebody feel good that you're agreeing with them. It's truly becoming part of what's going on. If you're going to pray with somebody, if you're going to pray for somebody, you need to do it in faith and you need to expect as much as they do or more that what they're asking for is going to come to pass. Right? Because two are better than one. Remember what it says in Ecclesiastes, two are better than one. If two people are in agreement, say one falls down a little bit, what's the other one do? He picks him up. Right? Two are better than one. And that's why God says, get, get two of you to agree. And, and it works in church the same way. What if we agree? It says one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. Now, what, if, what if a thousand, how many can a thousand put to flight? I, I'm not that great in math. I got the answer though, a lot. Amen? And so, you know, Sapphira came in after Ananias and Peter asked her the question. She stayed partnered with him. And he said, how could you, why, uh, what's his exact words? He said, he said, how is it that you have agreed together, agreeing in perfect harmony? They agreed in perfect harmony to tempt the Spirit of the Lord. You don't want to do that. But on the flip side, that means you can agree in perfect harmony not to and to provoke the Spirit of the Lord to do good. To, to accomplish the good that he already wanted. You're not, you're not talking him into doing good. You're allowing good to happen because he's already good. Amen? It's just like these people that got saved. They were already saved. All they had to do was receive Jesus. That's all you had to do. Salvation was bought when Jesus died and rose again. Every person ever born on this earth has the opportunity to be saved. And in God's mind, they are saved. You say, God saved them. He'd say, yep, I did. You could pray it all day long. God, can you please save him? He'd say, okay, I did. You could pray it every day. God, will you please save my family? He'd say, yes, I did. Right? Or we can pray that they receive the salvation that he's already provided for. Amen? We can break the power of Satan that's blinded them to the gospel, and we can, and we can pray laborers into their path, and we can believe God for their salvation. But we can't just keep asking God for things that he's already... I mean, his answers, that's why he says, my answer is yea and amen. People say, Lord, will you heal me? Yep. Lord, you want me to prosper? Yep. Will you, will you prosper me? Yes, I have. I've healed you. Everything he's done is done. That's why it's yes and amen. He, it's easy for him to answer because he already did it. Amen? And so praying is merely opening the door and saying, okay, God, let all that did it come on in. Amen? Let every bit of that did it come on in right now. When you pray the prayer of salvation, every bit of that did it comes right into your heart. Amen? And you receive the goodness of God. You receive the cleansing and the forgiveness of sin. And you receive everything that you'll receive at that, po- at that point. You could be healed. You could be filled with the Holy Spirit. You could receive much, much more than we're getting at that time. But we can receive all that He did at that point in time. But it's already all that he did. It's not all that he's doing. It's all that he did. Right? 
And, and that's what we're praying about. We're not praying to try to, about week of increase to try to get God to do something new. He's, he's done everything He's going to do. We want Him to do everything He wants. We want to open this place up to the Holy Spirit to, to have its way. We want all the gifts of the Spirit in operation in, in an orderly fashion, the way they're supposed to be, designed just by God's plan. We want His blueprint, blueprint to be rolled out and follow it to the, to the letter. Amen? And, and have everything that He desires us to have. I'm not even going to go any further because we're going we're gonna to pray. Amen? Put up Acts 4, 4.24, and this is, this, is, uh, this is the power in unified prayer uh, of the church. Amen? This is the church praying in, in this. Peter and John had been messed with and messed with and sent away finally. And he'd sent them back to their own company and they were testifying of what the God had done and, and testifying to His goodness and, their, and the, that they were so glad that they were counted worthy. That they were counted worthy to be, to be suffer for the, for the name of Jesus Christ, if you will. I don't know that we'd call it suffer. I don't really like to use that word. They, they, they felt like it was a good thing that they were chastised for the gospel. And, 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 it, it, and instead of people getting mad because Peter and John were chastised, these people lifted up their voice. In verse 24, it says they lifted up. And these are keys again. These are together words. Remember, these are unity words. And, and when they heard that they lifted up their voice, one voice, not a bunch of voices. Why? Because they're in harmony. They're all believing the same thing at the same time, and they're, they're all working together to accomplish the same thing. So they all began to pray together. Amen? And, and they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and, the Lord, and said, Lord, your God, which has made heaven and earth, the sea and all that's in them. Next verse. By the mouth of your servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? They're, they're quoting scriptures. Verse 26. Let's keep going. I'm going to read it until 30-something, 30 31 or 2. So the kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together. These, these were in agreement together against the Lord and against His Christ. These are, what's important about that is their agreement can never overcome our agreement together with God. Amen. It doesn't matter what they agreed on. You can't agree against the plan of God. Amen. It says, For a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. What's he, what are they saying? They're saying, listen to all they told Peter and John that they can't preach in the name of Jesus anymore. They've got to quit doing this. We don't want to see in the streets anymore. We don't want to hear anymore about that gospel stuff. We don't want to hear anymore about what's going on. We don't want to hear any of that stuff. And he said, now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto your servants that with all boldness they may speak the word by stretching forth your hand to heal and that signs, what are they praying for? They're praying for just what happened to this man to begin to happen in mass quantities. We don't want it just one man at the gate called beautiful anymore. We want, we want healings. We want signs and wonders. We want them done in the name of Jesus. We want, we want Jesus glorified and you lifted up. Yes. Amen? 
And that was their prayer. And when they had prayed, why, why was the place shaken? Why? Because it, they even give you a clue. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together. They were assembled. They weren't just in the place. They were joined together in this prayer in such a way that when they were joined together, they began to pray at such a level that, that the power of God ushered in that room and it couldn't hold it. It could not hold it. Amen? And the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake, they spoke the word of spake. And me and King James, we're getting right there. They spoke the word of God with boldness. Amen? And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart. Again, you just start reading and you, and you see God's plan for unity. You see God's plan for one heart, one mind. And it's not just that, that we all have the exact same heart. We have a heart together. My heart fits with your heart. Your heart fits with my heart. Your heart fits with their heart. Our hearts, when you put them all together, they make one great big heart. Just like these voices, when you put every voice, every voice in the place together, it made one great big voice. And the voice that it made glorified God and it prayed in such a way that walls were shaken and all these things that they asked for happened. They began to speak the word with boldness and we know that healings happen. You can read the book. Healings happen, signs and wonders. All those good things happen starting in the, in the church of Acts and we're still part of that church. No reason for that stuff to start to stop, right? That stuff should go on at the week of increase. We should have signs and wonders. We should have healing. We should have everything that God desires to happen in this moment, at this time, and that not one person that's designed to be here or that God would plan to be here or watch or be in Sarasota would be left out. Amen? And we can pray. We can pray. You know, one thing Brother Moore was talking to me about today, he said he was realizing how important God was reminding him, I believe he said, how important this, this meeting was. And, 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 and that there had been people that's, that, that came here with, with the, we don't know people's hearts. We don't know what they're dealing with when they come here. But many of them have written testimonies after they've left. And they said, we came here and this was it for us. You know, we weren't going to be in the ministry anymore. Uh, our family was going to disband. Um, we've had, I don't know how many we've had. We've had several people that they, they made the step of faith to come here. And because they did, God honored it. God honored it and, and he spared them or he, or, he, or he encouraged them or they were refreshed or, or that, you know, so many other things can happen. People have been healed. But it, it's, it's so many other things. We want everything that God wants for this meeting. Amen? We don't want one thing left out. We don't want one person left out. We want everything to go according to God's plan. And, and it is a very important meeting. We want to treat it that way. And we want to pray like it's important. See, that, that's the thing. We're gathered together here tonight as a body. People watching online, there's going to be people watching online. We pray together. People watching online are covering the people watching online. People in Sarasota covering. Everything's getting covered as we pray as one. As we pray in agreement with one another, as we pray in harmony, we begin, our voice is lifted up, and we believe together, and God moves. Amen? Can you guys believe with us? 
Everybody going to believe together? One heart, one mind. I'm excited about Week of Increase. Let's stand up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just thank Him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank Him. We come before Him with thanksgiving in our heart. That's how you get in the gates. That's how you get right before the throne. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for every week of increase that we've had to this point. Thank you for every life that's been changed. Thank you for every word that's answered a question for every person that's come and, and their life is different than it would have been today for the salvations, for the, for the Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for every good thing you've done. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. You've been good to us. You've been good to us. You've been kind to us. You've been merciful to us. We thank You, Lord. We thank You, Lord. We thank You, Father. Pray this with me. Father God, we do thank You for the week of increase, for the opportunity to host this meeting. We thank You for the opportunity to be a part in whatever capacity that we're designed. Lord, we say we'll do our part. We'll, we'll, we'll sing our part. We'll be in harmony with Your will to accomplish those things that You desire for these meetings. The vision for these meetings that You've given to Brother Moore and Mrs. Moore. We ask that You help us to do our parts, to see what it is, to seek You to do those things which would accomplish Your will in these meetings, that Your blueprint would be followed step by step and that not one thing would be left out, that every person in the buildings, watching by internet, would receive from the Word of God, from the Spirit of the Lord, that by your strength and by your power, people's lives, people's bodies, people's minds, people's jobs, people's families would be saved and delivered healed, made whole, changed, never to be the same again. Lord, we know that there will be many that travel to come to these meetings in Sarasota, in Branson. And Lord, we know it takes faith to step out and to do these things. And Lord, we ask that this faith would rise up and that You would honor this faith. It says in Your Word that You honor those who honor You. And as these people honor You with their faith and come, no matter what condition, 
everything's in, no matter what circumstance they're going through, Lord, we pray that their faith would fail not and that they would come, Lord, for those who thought they wouldn't come, who thought they couldn't come, Lord, but they know in their heart that you desire them to come, that you've made a way for them if they'll just step out. Lord, give them the strength. Send them encouragement to come, to step out and to be exactly where you've desired them to be, to receive exactly what you want them to have. Satan, we bind you. We break your power from blinding them from seeing this. If they're to be here, we pray and we ask that they'll see it and know it and hear it clearly and they'll step out by faith to do it. And as they do, they'll meet your provision in every way to get them here. And Lord, we pray that all of these that have taken the step, that will take the step, Lord, we pray answers will come. Solutions will come to issues that they're dealing with in ministries, in lives, in churches. Lord, that answers that they've been seeking will come. For those watching online, people, ministries, Lord, we pray they be well focused in faith, ready to receive. Lord, we know the Internet is a tool to be used by You. And we pray that it be used mightily this coming week, even starting Sunday, even starting right now, in the name of Jesus, that people that watch will see, hear, know, and receive from the Word of God, from the Gospel. Lord, they will know truth, acknowledge truth, and turn from things they've been following back to You in areas where they've gotten off, been led astray by wrong teaching, false words, the enemy. Lord, they'll turn from those things and they'll come to You as You stretch forth Your hand and mighty works and deeds are shown. It will draw men and women that have been scattered back in. It will draw hurting people back in. People that have been hurt in the church. They've gotten, they've gotten offended, angry in any way. Lord, we pray that they'll see it and they'll come back. 
the enemy will not have that place. And you will have that place in their life. We know that there is much going on in this world today. And it is affecting many, many people all over the world. But we also know that it's not affecting the kingdom of God. There's no deficit. There's no shortage. There's, there, there is only answers, prosperity, healing, your word, your way, your love, your peace, your righteousness, your goodness, your prosperity. It never changed with the world's changing. You stay the same and you are good. So we pray that every person, every minister, everybody going through things, things that this economy has affected, this COVID has affected, Lord, we pray and ask you for answers, for healings, for restoration. We ask you for hope and a future as your word has promised that people will come, that the, that the enemy has tried to discourage and depress and oppress and they will come up and get rid of any of the works of the enemy And they will grab hold to your goodness, to your truth, to your word. And they'll see how much you love them. They'll grab hold of your will for their life. And they'll quit following any other way. They'll quit listening to any other voice. That in these meetings, people's lives will change to the goodness of God and to the glory of God. And that not one person would miss out on your plan for this meeting. Lord, we pray that Brother Moore, Mrs. Moore, they would hear clearly exactly what to say, how to orchestrate every part that works together to accomplish your will, to put forth your word, to bring us to a certain place in every service where you move with freedom through the gifts of the Spirit, Lord, through any operation that you desire Lord, we pray that it not be squelched or hindered in any way. Satan, we bind you from hindering anything that's to happen in these meetings. We purpose by faith we will give you no place. We will make no room for any of your stuff. 
You must go. We will hear from God. The people will hear from God. The ministers will be refreshed, built up, restored. Their ministries will be changed, provided for everything that people need will happen in these meetings. There will be clarity, spiritual clarity, natural clarity. Lord, we ask that you help us as we serve, that we do it in harmony, through love, that we strive together for the faith of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In faith, in love, walking together, accomplishing your will, doing those things that are pleasing to you, helping from the head on down, putting ourselves in our right place, singing our part in this great choir, praying our part in this prayer. And Lord, we ask right now that you help us to pray by the Holy Spirit giving us utterance to pray out mysteries, to pray out your heart's desires for these meetings, for every part. Help us to pray together. We lift up our voice in one accord to pray for week of increase, to pray for people. In Jesus' name, Brondra masite shikiango donondoste, nandara masile eliana nocote, nor androboste, nor androboste, meshikiato, nor aramasite, nor androsile. No. Hold, hold on just a second. Pray this with me. There's some people in here that said, I've never prayed in the Spirit. How can I join with you? We're going to do that right now in the name of Jesus. Everybody pray this prayer with me. And if you've never prayed in the Spirit, pray this prayer with me and then begin to speak in tongues. It's a gift that everybody can have. Everybody should have. No reason for you not to have it. And we're going to pray as one. So have it right now. Pray this with me. Father God, it says in your Word that if I'm saved... You'll give me the gift if I ask. Whatever I ask for in your name, you'll give it to me according to your will. The gift of the Holy Spirit is mine as a child of God. I purpose by faith that I will receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit I receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit right now. And as I do, I speak, I pray with everyone as one in this place. I purpose right now by faith to pray in the Holy Spirit as you give me utterance. 
Now pray. Shondoro masite shekandrasto. Nondras andrastile. Mondara masote. Nandrast androste. Kerandroshonde. Now pray for the meeting. Pray for the people. Pray as we pray together as one. Poshondoro masite eshikeato. Nondrandere michele andanarokoste. Kondrast andrasile. Mende. Nikanamote. Shonda. Nelendrosore. Norambrasire. Nerendroshore, con androsombraste, len en 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 en